ladies, you are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In the show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Well, ladies, welcome to today's episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. I have a guest with me today. Her name is Michelle Burial, and hopefully I'm saying that right. Yes. And <laughs> I'm excited to have her on today. She's going to be sharing some amazing things, things that I talk about all the time with you today. And she's going to share her story of how she's emerged fearlessly and what she is up to in the world today, doing a lot of things. So let me introduce her to you. Michelle is a life transformation coach, hypnotherapist, and an author and speaker. And she's an intuitive healer who fully believes in the power of personal reinvention and transition to bring balance into the lives of the clients she serves. That sounds amazing. So Michelle can guide and support you to master your emotions. This is something I talk about a lot. And your mind to begin your healing journey back to wholeness, whether it's financial crisis, career makeover, broken relationships, or even the loss of a loved one. So excited to have you on today. Welcome, Michelle, to the show. Thank you very much, Janelle. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate you and your invitation to share with yeah, your audience. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. We're going to have a good time. First of all, just share with us a little bit of your story and the things that you've overcome to emerge fearlessly to do whatever you're doing right now. Well, I was actually in the real estate industry and in 2008, there was a financial crisis. So that caused a lot of hardship for me. I actually had to sell whatever properties I had at a loss, basically, to free myself from all these encumbrances financially. Finally, I decided to also pursue bankruptcy because I wasn't getting any income in from the other properties I had. So I was like, okay, time to just pare down, <laughs> lay low, figure out what to do. So I decided the best thing was that. Unfortunately, it was a, a difficult decision. But now, of course, in retrospect, I'm glad I decided to be brave and eliminate all of the debt and also um, took a lot of classes in the learning process of how to manage your debt and how to keep yourself financially responsible. So it was a good thing. You know, actually, they encourage you to be able to, again, move beyond the difficulties into a new lifestyle. So in a way, I did learn a lot from that experience and grew from that experience and um, started to feel okay with it because a lot of people were going through similar experiences. So for me, it was a big learning experience and um, one that now I can share with my audience and now your audience to let them know that it's, it's not something that you have to be really ashamed of anymore. I think that a lot of people have gone through that in this country, especially since those times, and that a lot of people have also Reemerged and like you said, emerged fearlessly from this experience that you know you can do it once uh, you can rebuild. There's always a chance to rebuild your life over. 
Well, I love that. I mean, there's always a second chance, right? There's always a new beginning. And even though it seems scary going through that, we went through some financial stuff, not we thought we were going to have to file bankruptcy. It was from a partnership that had gone bad in a business. Mm. Well, it's a long story, but we thought as a result of all the stuff that happened that we were going to have to file bankruptcy. And it is really scary. And it is. you wonder sometimes, is my life ever going to be the same? Will I recover from this? And I remember feeling very panicky. Yeah, That is a great story. I love how you learned lessons from it. If we can look at the hardships and learn lessons, then that's really a good thing. I think that God, you know, I believe very much I have a strong faith that I um, got through my family. So I was able to really persevere through that difficulty and always say, okay, I'm always divinely protected and always loved. And I kept thinking that even though I was going through this experience and having my doubts about, oh my gosh, how am I going to start over? And, you know, what am I going to do? And, and all of that. So I learned how to have more faith in myself is again, I was reinventing myself, changing my ways of spending my ways of seeing um, how I didn't want to, again, create more debt and how I wanted to live a simpler lifestyle. So from all of that, I learned a great deal about myself, um, my habits and things that I wanted to change and to be able to free myself, as I said, from getting into that situation, having a repeating pattern. So I feel like it did serve me. And even though at that time I had a lot of regret about it, I do feel that it did serve a great purpose in my life. And so I'm very happy now to have emerged fearlessly, like you said, from that situation. And now I share my story to help others as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. And something I say a lot is like, even though it's tough, look at the lessons that are there. Look at the jewels and the gems that are in the difficulty. That's where we grow the most is when we go through really hard times. If we will, if we will learn the lessons from it, which you have. And you talk a little bit about resiliency, that that's one of the best qualities um, that you have learned. And you learned a lesson from your mom. Yes. So tell us about that. I love mom lessons. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was a, a very uh, strong person in that, again, she had a lot of faith in, in her faith, I think, made her always say that, that she felt like, um, don't worry, I'm a tough old bird. I'll get through this. I'm resilient. She would tell me, even through all the challenges of You know, she went through also her financial crisis. Then she took herself back to school at age, I believe, 46. So she went back to school twice to get two different degrees. So she reinvented herself a few times. Mm -hmm. And she was at that time um, widowed. My dad had passed. So she was really maintaining the household while going to school and working full time and trying to balance all of that. So she was definitely a great role model for sure. And that whenever I would feel myself the same way, kind of feeling down or sad, then I would have to remember what she would always say, which is, you know, to be resilient and God's always there to support you through everything and that you don't have to lose your faith that yeah. it's going to be okay. So Moms that helped so me. Good. <laughs> Moms are so good about that. My mom led me to the Lord too. And it was her faith that I have a whole story, you know, it was my mom that really led me to a place of healing and freedom. Just uh, her, 
her thing always was her momism <laughs> was the truth will always come out. So always mm. tell the truth and live the truth. And uh, awesome. that, that led me. I love so, that. So I love that, that, that model that she was for you, but, yes. and that we're using the word resilient, be resilient because being resilient means bouncing back from setbacks and finding ways to, or opportunities within the challenge where you can learn and grow and be a better, stronger person. And it sounds like you definitely came through that a better person, a stronger person, smarter, smarter person. person. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely true. Absolutely yeah. true. Yes. So now you're a coach an author and a speaker and a hypnotherapist. And so tell us a little bit about what you do professionally. I know you really help women release stress, which is huge. <laughs> you know, we're all under stress, especially now in our world and Absolutely. also improve our health and gain confidence. Yes. Um, well, the audience that I work with and I serve are professional women that again are managing work-life balance between sometimes homeschooling now and then balancing still their professional life. And so what I help them to do is overcome anxiety, which very often, even if you didn't have panic attacks before, they can come on at the onset of a high um, amount of stress, which is like you said, with the kind of situation a lot of us are going, going through right now. So because of that, I help them to do a lot of breathing exercises because um, my mom used to say the same thing. Another mom is, she was saying, count to 10. I'm going to count <laughs> yeah. and I want you to count and I would get upset so that we would both be calm after that. And so you give yourself time and space to reach that point of extinction, basically where the feelings just leave and you, you give yourself that time in those 10 seconds to actually kind of come back to your center. And you could do that as well through prayer that I mentioned in my book as well, that it's centering prayer is very important for a lot of us to come back to a place of knowing that God is with us, that God is within us, not somewhere up there in the clouds, but actually within us to be able to be in touch with your higher power and your strength so that you could see, again, the situation from a different perspective. You know, if you just take off your glasses for a minute, put on like new glasses as if you were seeing the situation, again, from God's perspective, from a higher vantage point, why is this happening to me? You know, especially if you're facing, uh, again, financial challenges or health crises, any of those things that are the things that impact us the most in our lives. And those things are the ones that you can help yourself by breathing deeply, centering yourself, you know, being able to receive support if you need support, again, from a coach, your minister, somebody that can you a, a third perspective on things, an outside perspective, and can help you to manage your your emotional crisis better because your emotions are very very controlling like you said well you're bringing out some great points there especially around emotions that emotions from what i've learned it's energy in your body being created by how you're perceiving you're talking about perception how you're perceiving right. what's happening and emotions just need to flow through and out Exactly. Instead of being held on to and, and stuffed. <laughs> and so breathing is so powerful. It is. It's just one of the most amazing things just to, I do this all day long now, whenever I think about it is just take a few really deep breaths and hold it and let it out. And it just calms everything down. And especially when you're in a stress reaction, because like you said, 
you come back to yourself. If you allow yourself, I love what your mom said, count to 10 and breathe while you're doing it. <laughs> you know, when, when God created men and women, he breathed into them like breath means spirit. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So true. Breath. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that that's great. Uh, what you're doing. And those are some really good tips. Do you have more for us? Well, now that you were just talking about breath, I actually do a course I call Breath of Life. And I have clients actually take a course where they are able to do some breathing, deep breathing techniques. There's yoga techniques that I am also a yoga teacher. So I, I do that as well. I share that. But this is a course where you're actually breathing very deeply, a specific type of breath that actually, again, gets you breathing deep into your belly because that's where we store a lot of our emotions, our yeah. Kind of like I call it our emotional garbage can, unfortunately, <laughs> because it's a lot of deep emotions like anger and jealousy and guilt and shame and a lot of stuff. And because you're breathing into that area, which very often we don't, we're mostly like upper chest breathers. Yeah. Um, when we go down into that area and, and put oxygenation in there, then a lot of stuff can be released. A lot of things come up. So in this process, which I do it in a group setting, a lot of the participants will feel things and they'll start to yell and cry and, you know, have all kinds of emotional releases, but it's good because it's cleansing. It's actually getting rid of all the past emotions, like you said, that were repressed and stuffed inside, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you held on to emotions is even from childhood. Yeah. Yes. A lot of memories in there. So it's good to able to have the opportunity to release them. Such an interesting topic. And I know I went years and years with repressed emotions and didn't realize how much they were affecting my life until about my mid fifties. And I began my own search for who am I and what do I want to do? And actually I'm writing a book about that whole process. And a part of it was getting in touch with those emotions that I had disassociated from basically. Mm -hmm. And they were still there. That's what was so fascinating to me. It was eye-opening to realize that they stay there. Yeah. You're there in your cells of your body, believe it or not. It's, it's, it's um, like people that do body work. I'm not a massage therapist, but friends of mine that are um, therapists have told me that sometimes when they can press on the muscle tissue and the fascia, as they call it, they can feel things in your body and they'll ask you, you know, was this related to something that you had an accident a while ago or they can even tell. So when you're very aware and attuned, like you said, of energy, like myself, I can also feel things and I'll like say something happened to you in that ankle. What happened? You know, because I can feel stuff there and I can actually, because I'm also gifted with uh, sight, clairvoyance, I can see episodes, Mm. like little film clips running through of what made it happen. But rather than tell the person I want them to get tell you. into it and actually see what comes out. So that wow. way, again, they're releasing it in a powerful way. They're able to connect with that energy. And as soon as they do, mm. it's again, God's opening up the door for it to be healed. And that's what right. happens. It just gets released from their bodies and their minds. So it's, it's great yeah. work. It's very fascinating. Yeah. You know, what you're talking with- about is integration, right? And we, yes, Until we really understand that, we think everything's separate. Like you go to a a specialist Mm -hmm. because you have a headache and you don't think that's related to your stomach or some other part of your body. And then the fact that our bodies, our minds, our souls, our subconscious, like it's all connected. Of course. Emotions. We're we're an entire being. And we have compartmentalized it and we don't understand the connection. And But once you do and you are more integrated, then you can find a wholeness and freedom and 
healing, you know, of releasing those emotions. I remember one time having gone through a very deep inner healing kind of session. My church does a lot of this prayer healing stuff. Yeah. And I had dealt with something from years and years and years ago that I had not even seen the truth of it. And I came home from that session and laid on the floor and just had like one of those deep belly grieving, weeping sessions. And this was an event that had happened to me over 30 years before. Wow. But it was still there. I couldn't believe the force of that emotion that came up out out of my belly, like you said. And I just let it out. Finally, I stopped holding on to it and I, I just let it all out. And, um, it's amazing the healing that came out of that. That was that whole period of time where I was going through those things and releasing things. That's what led me to where I'm at today to be fearlessly confident. Nice. Wonderful work. And you were brave. (laughs) You were very brave to do it. Really. It took me a long time to actually do it. That's okay. Time, yeah. time is irrelevant here. We, we think of for humanity, we think of time as something that we have to measure. But again, in the world of the realm of spirit and the world of God, your time is irrelevant. So everything happens just in the now moment and everything is what's happening in your life now is what's important. The past yeah. is something that you just release and you let go of. You can't change it. You just have to forgive it. And the future is what you're creating by your thoughts now. So you know, that's why everybody just, uh, like you said, hangs on too much to the past. <laughs> you need really to let it go for giving yourself. Yes, for, that's huge. For whatever yeah. happened and for not letting it go and then just learn from it. Just say, okay, I got it now. I understand why I feel, you know, like you said, this pain in my body, this uh, confusion, maybe a lack of confidence, maybe uh, self-doubt, all those repressive emotions that you were feeling. Now they're free. They're free to go. And now you can become, like you said, you can emerge. Mm-hmm. I love your title. Very <laughs> fearlessly into your, your new life. And you can just yeah. live differently, totally with a different feeling in your body and in your mind. And it is a different feeling. I talk a lot about going from two feet small to 10 feet tall. I love I that. That's great. Felt that. Yeah, there was such release. And, it, and all the shame and all this stuff I'd been holding on to when it was gone... I, I felt like I had come into myself, like that past was holding me back and keeping me hidden behind the curtain in my life instead of being out in front, you know, front and center of my life. And it was just, it was amazing to feel what it felt like to just be me instead of being covered up with all the stuff that wasn't me. It's the best way I can describe it. Oh, yes. It's almost like if we picture like a butterfly, right? Coming, goes goes in as an ugly little caterpillar, to most yeah. of us anyways, poor thing. <laughs> and then, you know, it emerges from the chrysalis as this beautiful, beautiful being, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So beautifully fragile. And yet, you know, it, it transforms itself. Mm-hmm. Which is where the name of my business comes from, actually. Wow! <gasps> yeah. Oh, yes. By that whole thing, it's just—it's very fascinating. And even you know, the Bible talks about uh, when we are changed. It's—it's it's the word metamorphosis. It's the same word. We're exactly. changed completely. Yeah. You're transformed. Yeah. Definitely. Transformed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that's a process that we're continually going through, and yeah. our experiences in our human lifetime is what allows us to you know, do that process over and over again in your life. And it's yeah. just that we, we, we don't want to, we want to hang on to the known and, and what's familiar and, and feel safety about that. But, you know, obviously by the 
what's going on in the world today, you know, I mean, we're just in constant upheaval and change, yeah. whether it's our inner life or our outer life. So it's just something that we have to come to acceptance of and allowance of that we're constantly changing from within without. So we need to just embrace it and mm-hmm. not struggle with it. And if we find ways to, like you said, it, use different holistic techniques to bring our bodies and mind into balance as one complete you know, being, then we would be happier, you know, in our lives. So I think that's a large part of it is just understanding ourselves and being gentle on ourselves. Being whole and not fragmented. I had lost parts of myself by not facing and not like, I always talk about owning my story. I finally got to the place where I realized this did happen in my life, the things that happened and by not owning it and and looking at it as part of my history, it wasn't my identity. It was just something that happened to me. Right. But accepting it, going through the forgiveness, releasing all the emotions, and then embracing all of me, like that brings a wholeness. I was fragmented before. There were parts of myself I wasn't owning. I wasn't, yeah, like you yeah, said. I wasn't owning. Exactly. I, yeah. 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 Because yeah. you didn't want to actually, like you said, admit, oh, but yeah. I feel like a good person. How could I have felt maybe angry or jealousy or all those darker emotions? Yeah. You're like, oh, no, no, that's not me. No, no, no. <laughs> right. And it makes you feel shameful of it. And right. But hide. it's just part of the whole spectrum of human emotions. We feel everything. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes some more deeply than others. Sometimes we stay in some emotions for years or, you know, it just depends how quickly you're ready to, again, uh, merge on the other side and go through it without any, any feelings of remorse. It's just an, an experience like many of the experiences that we have in our lives. I think it's just, it's actually kind of like having courage to go yeah. through it and just say, it's okay. It's okay. It's a learning process. Everything in life is a learning process. Everything is. And being in the here and now is, is a wonderful. That really um, resonated with me that, that here and now and that's all we have is now, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm actually going to be talking in my group this week about time yeah. and just what you said, like we measure time, but it's not, it's just not a thing. We just use that to, you know, kind of order our days, but in the eternal grand scheme of things, all that really matters right now. And I think that's huge for people. And the other thing that um, I'm hearing and that I know from my own experience is this idea that emotions, all emotions are totally normal. There's nothing wrong with feeling them. And I think what happens with people is they feel like I shouldn't be feeling angry right now, or I shouldn't be feeling afraid. And so then they beat themselves up or they feel guilty for having an emotion. That's normal, right? That's Yeah. So recognizing your emotions are normal. And it's a part of life. And what are they there to teach you in that moment? Yeah, it's true. Because as children, you were actually probably reprimanded. Like, don't cry. Don't cry. It's right. okay. Don't cry. But it's natural for the child if they got hurt physically or emotionally by something a friend said or even a parent said, they're going to cry because that's they're just very innocent. And so everything they feel, they show all of their feelings. That's the thing that's different from childhood to adulthood. We start to actually, as you said, cover them up and cover them up, you know, with um, masks that we wear like, oh, yes, it's okay. <laughs> but you're really feeling something else inside. So that's the thing about we lose our innocence. We lose our childhood innocence to actually 
feel all our feelings and share our feelings without any any regret or any feelings of like, oh, they're not going to like me or something. And that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You need to be true to yourself and honor yeah. yourself first because mm-hmm. you're the one that really is living your life. You know, you're the one that's in charge of your life. Absolutely. You are. And you get to choose. It's always about how, choice. Yeah. Yeah. How you will live it and how you will react to stress and things definitely, like that. Definitely true. So you said that you, you're creating an online course based on your book, which is yes. called Seven Elements of Total Health. I would love for you to share with us a little bit about that, what, what those seven elements are. Okay, absolutely. Um, well, I, I'm not going to go through them in order, but uh, we touched on one because we touched on one already, which is breath. And I do have a chapter on that. A song that inspired me was um, by a singer named Johnny Diaz. And he talks about just breathe. And I'm not going to sing, I'm going to tell He just says, the chaos that calls will always be there. And what you need to do instead is just breathe. And mm. then he talks about, you know, God saying, come, come rest at my feet, come and be with me. Like, so that again, your divine love is going to provide that solace that you need to just be still. As they, the saying is, as be still and know, know yourself and know that it's going to be okay and to trust that you know whatever is going on around you is just that outside of you and that you need to be in your inner peace and and keep that going on inside of yourself despite what's going on around you that's so important so Mm -hmm. when you touch with your breath you're breathing in like you said you're like your soul life as you breathe Mm -hmm. in and out you're allowing you know yourself to be connected to your spirit and that's where we need to be more more often than not we're not we only think of it as something that we do maybe you know a couple times a week and and so on but to really honor ourselves we need to honor that connection with our divinity and honor that we are always in a place where we have that connection so no matter what is going on we can know that we're supported through it so breathing is definitely one of the primary they touched on um then i talk about the attitude of gratitude and using, for instance, of course, affirmations, how you feel about yourself. So acknowledging your own beauty, not waiting for someone else outside of you to observe, you know, and compliment you and so forth. But just every morning, you know, say, hey, beautiful. Hi. And just, you know, go ahead and fill yourself up like a balloon. Fill yourself mm-hmm. up with radiance and confidence and fill yourself up so that you can just share all that wonderful emotional joy with others. But if you haven't filled yourself up, you won't have enough to give generously. So that's the very important. So I talk about using, you know, gratitude, keeping a gratitude journal for those days when you're not feeling too happy with yourself or with what's going on. So you'll go back and you'll realize, wow, I really do have a lot of things that I can be grateful for. I have, you know, my house and my car and I have food on the table and so many things we take for granted, you know, in our lives, just basic necessities. Plus again, that you have your intelligence and you have your physically capable of moving around and doing everyday things you take for granted, walking and driving and all of those things that some people cannot do. Right. Because they're sick or they have a disability or something that they don't have, you know, the ability to do these physical things we take for granted. So I think if we focus more on what we have and be grateful for what we have, rather than focusing on what's missing or what we don't have, we would be much more content within ourselves. And that would eliminate the self-doubt 
and a lot of the other emotions that plague us, you know, that keep us from feeling like we really have all that we need in our lives. Yeah, gratitude's powerful. Keeps you yes. focused, looking for more things to be grateful for. And so then your mind Absolutely. is on the positive. The healing power of sound. So through singing, chanting, and I also speak to people about using sounds that we use to release emotions. So there's an oncologist named Dr. Gaynor, and even with his patients that have cancer, we would encourage them to play these uh, crystal bowls as the crystals emit healing vibrations to them. And as they're doing so, they would sing or chant or express their emotions. Like if they were just feeling pain, like, oh, and it starts to transform that pain. And as it's, they're singing and, and releasing it. So oh, wow. sound yeah. can actually, again, as we talked about those emotions, they can come up and out of your body because it's time to let them go. So it's a very healing process using sound. So in any way that you could use it um, in yoga, we do it with some mantras called Bija mantras that they work through all of your body and all of your endocrine gland system. Sound is very powerful for transmuting. If we think of music, music is something that immediately transforms your energy. You know, yeah. if you were sad, you start to feel happy. If you're playing something you like, you start to feel like dancing. So it immediately transforms your feelings and your mental state as well. So healing power of sound is very good. That's one of the things I also talked about. And also being able to center yourself, like I talked about before, the power of prayer and having a mm -hmm. spiritual practice in your life. That's so important for you to be able to balance yourself every single day to be able to use that so that you can start your day with a powerful prayer so that you can begin to say to yourself, God is in charge and I'm going to let go and know that everything is going to go, you know, just well. Everything is going to go as planned. So, you know, and even if it doesn't, it's okay because maybe that was a day for you to learn a particular lesson. So you are always loved and supported and balanced. And that's what keeps you going. So I think that a centering prayer in the morning when you start. And then at the end of the day, I like to clear my mind of any um, circumstances that didn't go well, maybe that I needed to be more forgiving or um, I needed to ask someone for forgiveness. So in the end, it's kind of like clearing out the cobwebs of your mind so you could rest easy. So I have the advice in my book is to be able to go ahead and clear your mind and your body of any emotions held in there and be able to offer forgiveness. Even if you feel initially that you weren't the one that cause the situation but to say please forgive me thank you and I love you and that's called mm -hmm. the Ho'opono prayer and that's uh, mm -hmm. a prayer that psychologists use from the Hawaiian tradition and that's a way of actually again bringing balance to your life so that you don't have any regrets and you don't carry with you anything into your dream state so that you could sleep peacefully so you're asking for forgiveness you're saying I love you Mm -hmm. bringing in divine love also bringing in unconditional love again helps to balance the situation so that you are not taking into your sleep time anything that would disturb your sleep beautiful i've heard of that prayer before yeah yeah i have i have the book it's called zero point oh okay so it's actually it's it's a wonderful exercise to go through on a daily basis okay Another one is connecting to nature because oh, nature yeah. is very healing. 
So as you're connecting each day and you're part of that appreciation process, as you're connecting to nature every day, you're grateful for, you know, the sunshine and the air you breathe and even the nutrients in the soil that provide, you know, the sustenance, the food that you have. So, but when you are actually, um, you create, for instance, if you have a little garden, even if it's a little windowsill garden, but when you're actually giving to something such as the plants, you're taking care of them, you're nurturing them, you receive back, you receive back that sense of, you know, completion. You feel like you are actually serving life and life is also giving things to you, whether it be in the form of an herb or to cook with, or whether it be a flower to brighten yourself up and feel happy. So there's always a giving and receiving relationship in life. And if you can continue to have that, to always give out more than you receive, then you actually will feel complete. Because very often people don't feel complete. They feel like something's missing, something's missing. But it's that you don't have that sense of giving and receiving. That's that's beautiful. My husband has a garden. He must be very complete. His garden is doing really well. (laughs) But it's sort of that nurture, you know, nature. Yeah. Yeah, because you're able to give, you know, and you are also able to receive because, for instance, the plants give you, whether it's like I said, um, herbs to cook with or whether you're actually growing vegetables or whatever it is that you're growing, or you could just have a flower bed, but yet they give you happiness because when you go out there and you see them or you pick Mm -hmm. them and bring them into your home for beauty, you have a sense Mm -hmm. of, you know, appreciation and satisfaction and again, the most important qualities are the ones we can't see. Something you can't purchase in the store. It's nothing that anybody else maybe even will notice, but it's what you feel inside. It's what actually gives you like a sense of wholeness that brings you back into balance. Yes. And, if, and if you're missing something, those are usually the clues. It's usually something that's within you that you need, not something out there. Nothing mm-hmm. that you could buy can actually give you satisfaction, only temporary. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Finding it within is, is the key. Yes. Yeah, that's true. You have to integrate your mind, your body, and your spirit. As you said, you're not working on everything separately. And we're conditioned to that because even our medical community, as you said, sends you to a specialist when you have something going on in your head. They never think of that it could, in fact, all of it is connected. Your emotions could be what's creating that headache because you're tense you know, and so forth. So it's actually, it's all connected. And that's what we don't do. We don't actually integrate all of our experiences because if we did, then we would understand, like you said, the lessons behind them, that why certain things are happening, even illnesses, we would have a greater understanding for how did this illness come to me? What, what, am I, what am I learning from it? Lots of illnesses are caused by emotions or stress or our reaction to stress and the emotions that are locked in our bodies and ulcers and high blood pressure, right? And all that kind of stuff. Yes, definitely. I follow, um, I don't know if you've heard of the author Louise Hay. So she covers in the book, Heal Your Body, all of the underlying causes, emotional and mental causes for why you have different. And it's very powerful because she gives you also the way to put around affirmation from what you're feeling in your body, what that condition means, and what you can actually turn it into to start reprogramming your mind, your psychic center, to be able to assimilate, okay, what is the lesson here? So that's a large, a large part of the, what I do with clients is having them 
see it again from a higher perspective, their experience and be able to do forgiveness work and be able to um, practice every single day a ritual that will have them bring into their lives what they're missing, go through what's what's missing in their life. What are the key emotions that have them feeling stuck or overwhelmed and so forth? You know, we have so much wisdom in our bodies and in our emotions that we can learn from if we're open to it. Yes, so true. Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom there that we need to just focus on it. And I think what happens is that most of us don't give ourselves enough time. Right. Self-care is really what you need to do. You need to focus on, as you said, your inner life. Mm -hmm. And when you're focusing on what you are not giving to yourself, very often you ask people, well, what's your self-care routine? I asked a group of um, nurses once when I went to do a presentation at their um, monthly meeting and, and they were like, well, I take a bath. I feed myself good food. I'm like, yes, that's all physical. What about your emotional body? What about your mental body? What do you do to relax? What do you do? Well, you know, I read a book or something like that, but again, it's still physical. So what I was trying to have them do is think of ways that they actually nurture their spirit. So it's like, okay, what do you do for fun? What do you do for creativity? Some of them were like, well, okay, when my grandchildren come over, maybe I paint with them. Like, okay, but that's once in a while. (laughs) You know, what do you do on consistently on a daily basis to, again, connect with your spirit, to connect with your creative self? Like, if you ever wanted to paint, go and take a class. If you ever wanted to try jewelry making, the reason you can't try it, to see if it, if it, If there's a desire there to do something creative, you need to nurture yourself. You can't wait for someone to come along and and join you. If you don't have friends, that that stops you from doing that class. No, you need to just be brave and sign yourself up and go and actually do it because you will never have that feeling of satisfaction if you didn't at least try it. Like I wanted to do singing class. So one summer I did singing class and another time I did a class also of jewelry making. And different things like that, you know, painting or pottery, whatever creative thing that you think that you would like to do is how you nurture some form of creativity. And that's very healing. Yeah. Yeah. So just some some ideas. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you if they would like to or purchase your book or and I know you have a free offer for us, too. So tell us about that. Yes, um, I have. It's a PDF report that gives you seven simple steps uh, to stop your stress. And actually, the URL, I'm going to read it so I don't make a mistake, <laughs> is http um, colon and then forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash seven simple stress stoppers. And what it does is it gives you tips, much like we were discussing today to be able to remove stress from your life, that you could do these actionable steps on a daily basis. Okay, very good. So I'll put that URL, that link in the show notes. And then how can they get in touch with you? They can reach me at email is michelle at healingheartsandminds.com. And my website is healingheartsandminds.com. 
Okay, beautiful. All those links will be in the show notes and definitely grab that free report on seven simple ways to stop your stress. Seven simple <laughs> it's, stress stop it's, it's three yes. S's. <laughs> yeah. Say that five times. Without. Exactly. Seven <laughs> simple stress stoppers. <laughs> if you can say that without stuttering and getting messed up, you will have stopped your stress. <laughs> That's funny. Tongue twister. Exactly. It's a chunk twister. Well, it's been a delight to have you, Michelle. You're so full of wisdom. I could just sit here and listen to you talk all day. And I'm just really excited to have met you and to have this chance to chat with you and Thank you. glean from your wisdom. And I love the work you're doing in the world. Thank so, you. Thank, thank you, you very much. It's a great honor to be here and to share with your audience. And I'm glad, as you said, that we were able to meet. And we serve similar groups of people. So it's wonderful that we're all, as I said, in alignment. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We are. Yes. So I hope everybody's enjoyed this little chat with Michelle and that you're taking away a lot of great, she just gave us so many great tips to relieve stress and release emotion and all the stuff. So take advantage of that and um, definitely grab her free offer and we will talk again next time. And until then go out there and be fearless. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me Janelle at emerginglifecoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is emerginglifecoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.